it is time to get solar powered. This is the Solar Powered Podcast. I'm Ryan Hall from Royal Hearts Coaching, royalheartscoaching.com, life and relationship coaching for kings. And sometimes we meet people in, the, in this world who, who spear us on to do interesting things. Like I had made a couple of attempts to start a podcast a couple of years ago, but my heart was never in it. And this is a man that I'm gonna that I'm gonna be speaking with here today, a guy who I met just by chance. I mean, he sent me an email out of the blue, invited me on his podcast, and it led to this. It led to getting solar powered, and it is my privilege to get on the phone. Get on the phone. Listen to me, my old radio voice coming in here. But let's let's uh, take a ride down the information super highway and speak to my friend Anthony Treas of Strong Men Coaching. He's a men's coach, works with men and finding fulfillment and, uh, and, uh, and really finding that missing piece that's uh, missing in their life. Also the host of a pretty good podcast himself, and he joins us now. Anthony Treas, welcome to Solar Powered, my friend. And you're still on mute. That... Hey, Ryan, good to there be here with you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here with you. And I still remember the time that I had you on my podcast. And, and it's great to hear that that was a little bit of an inspiration for you to get this going. And, and you know, from, from my podcast, it was all about putting, you know, more positive information out there for men to listen to. You know, there's so much about, you know, the fitness and sports and these sorts of things. And those are great. There's nothing necessarily wrong with them but wanted to really dive into deeper conversations that men, real men are having, you know, about relationships. I talk to men just about, um, you know, at least every week that are struggling in their relationships and they're struggling in trying to find that happiness in their life. And so I know we talked a little bit about it in, in, in your uh, episode. And so now you're here putting great information out for men. And so it's exciting uh, to have more men like yourself getting uh, nice, impactful messages to men out in the world. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. And thank you so much for taking the time here today. Uh, the first question I always ask of my first time guests is who is Anthony Treas? Yes. Yeah. So I am, you know, by profession, uh, I'm, a, help, I'm a, co a coach to men. So I do, uh, I have been at one time like specifically focusing on health. Um, but as I continue to grow my business, I began to see that, you know, before you can uh, take care of your health, there are other things that are more important, or I shouldn't say more important, but that are very important to be taken care of um, while you do improve your health. And that's your, your mental well-being, your health uh, and your mental well-being. And so for me, I began coaching as a result of my own struggles with PTSD and anxiety and depression after my deployment to Iraq. And I didn't, I didn't set out to be a coach. Uh, however, after completing graduate school, I worked as a health educator. And it was during this time that I had the opportunity to conduct a men's health workshop. And from that workshop, uh, a, a huge light bulb went off for me and I began to, I got some, I got feedback from the men that attended and I looked back at my own life and saw all the struggles 
and that the struggles that I had had, uh, men were having as well. And so I basically turned my, my profession into a business where I now help men in finding that, that fulfillment, that purpose, because men aren't, aren't told or, or aren't, um, I shouldn't say told, but aren't like encouraged to find that happiness in themselves. You know, we're quick to put others before us. We're quick to, to jump, to save people's lives and to do those things. But, you know, I like to take a message out of the airline safety, safety briefing where they say, you got to put the mask on yourself first, you know, and if you don't and you go down, right, how are you going to be able to help those around you? Whether that's yourself, your family, your friends, the, you know, those that uh, depend on you. If you're not good mentally and if you're not happy, you're not going to give the affection and attention to those near you, whether that's your spouse or your kids. You're not going to be completely there. And it's going to eventually going to erupt into other things, whether that's, unfortunately for some, doing drugs, having extramarital affairs, doing things that really are not part of who that person is. But unfortunately, as men, uh, oftentimes we put ourselves to the side and, and we don't reach out for help, you know, unfortunately, till it's, it's pretty bad. Absolutely. And one of the things that really stands out to me the most about your story is your military background, because when you were, you know, I, I, I was never, I never served, you know, clearly, but, um, but I, I know a lot of people who have. And one of the things that, one of the things that is taught the most in military training is that idea of teamwork, is that idea of building, you know, building that unit but the mental health of guys coming back from deployment is is really dangerous now and i guess the question is how much was like your military background influential in leading you and kind of influencing you into becoming a coach yourself especially towards men you know for me you know and we often hear this this saying like your, your team, like, right. You brought up the whole aspect of being on a team. You're only as strong as your weakest link. Right. And so if you yourself are not strong, if you are not able to, or taking care of yourself, then you're, you're in essence letting others down. Right. And so, and more than anybody, you're letting yourself down. So as far as like, the military goes and for as far as like what I do today, you know, the military provided me an opportunity to, yeah, I served my country. I served the state of Oregon when I was with the Oregon Army National Guard. And I was very, um, you know, pleased with that, uh, of being able to say I, ser I served my country, especially at the time of war and being uh, an Iraq war veteran. But coming back home is the most difficult time. And oftentimes people do not see this because it's like, hey, you're no longer on the battlefield. Your life is not at, at risk. You, you don't have to, you're not, you're not putting on this armor to, to go out and face whatever may come to you. But what a lot of civilians don't understand is that when you are in the military or when you are deployed, whether, whether you believe in the war or not, whatever the, per, the reason is, uh, for, for, for military personnel, it ends up not becoming so much about the war in itself, but about the people that are around you. 
and your, your, um, the people that you're serving with. Those are the ones that you end up developing a, a, a purpose with, a mission, and, and, a, and a tight bond. So when you come back home, and especially for reservists, and for those who get out of the military active duty um, shortly after a deployment, it's the most difficult time because you don't no longer have that camaraderie. You no longer have those friends that will have your back no matter what. You no longer have that mission and that purpose. And that is extremely difficult. It is, it is so difficult because not only are, you, are we having to deal with that, but also dealing with, in some instances, with PTSD, anxiety, depression, and so when you know you're no longer going to be part of a, an elite team, you're no longer going to be part of a higher purpose, serving your country, you're no longer going to have that, that deep sense of, of um, an opportunity where you get to realize uh, and develop strengths that you, never, you may never have the opportunity as a civilian. And so when you now have to acknowledge that, it can be very difficult. And some people, unfortunately, can't get past that. And I think, and so, and there are some professions and, uh, uh, that can be similar. You know, I've worked with retired uh, fire chiefs or firemen, I should say also. I've worked with retired uh, police officers. They also have this sort of uh, camaraderie amongst each other and it can be difficult. They, they find a lot of purpose in serving their community and these sorts of things. So they can, they can sense, uh, Perhaps, I mean, I don't know to the extent for them because I've never been in that situation, but I know that they can also experience that sense of loss of purpose, that sense of loss of camaraderie, that sense of loss of people, uh, of friends, close friendships um, that are very important in, our, in one's life. And so, uh, and so for, for many people, and even men, men who have never been in the military, um, you know, I think deep inside, if we want to be honest with ourselves, deep inside, we all want to contribute something. You know, I, I think in deep, if we want to be honest with ourselves, we're not meant to just jump on the couch and watch TV or play video games or, or just do things that, you know, that tend to just take life away from us rather than to add to and, and contribute to the world, contribute to society. And oftentimes that's so difficult because it's like, well, where do I go? How do I start? What, what can I contribute? And so many times men put themselves down before anybody else can, right? Just as people, we, we, we put, <laughs> yeah, I, bro, that was like a total <laughs> truth bomb. Wow. Yes. You were absolutely right about that one. Yeah. It's, it, it's true. And that, and I hope that as men are listening to this message that it, they're not the only ones myself. I mean, I, I would rate myself as a very positive person. And even I myself struggle with this, I, you know, putting myself down or, or putting my ideas down or whatever it may be. So, so just know you're not alone. And, and so what I have found is, and I'll share a short, short story with you shortly after I I'd come back home from my deployment. I, I realized there was something wrong and, and you, no one really prepares for it. And you can't be like, okay, when I go back home, I'm gonna start suffering from PTSD and, and these sorts of things. And shortly after I knew within a couple months, I knew there was something wrong. So I went and I, and I began to get, um, 
see a therapist and get some counseling and things, uh, see a counselor. And, um, and so one of the things after seeing her a couple times, she, she, and she was great. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely really enjoyed the help that she gave me. And one of the things she told me, she goes, Anthony, uh, what are some things or what's something that you have always wanted to accomplish in your life? Cause right now, and she had heard my story about, I was like, damn, you know, like just give you a little backstory quick too. I, I provided personal security for generals. Uh, it was a very secretive mes- mission. Um, I wasn't out kicking down doors and looking for the enemy. We were silent. We were trying to stay away from the enemy because Uh, the enemy would have wanted nothing more than to take out any of the generals that we had with us. So it was more of that kind of stress and anxiety more than, than, so which one was worse? You know, you say a different, a different kind of frontline in other words. Yeah, exactly. And so coming back home and you know, like what was going to top that, you know, that, that purpose, that mission and, and never really felt that sort of purpose in my life up until that point. And so she was really working with me to, to start moving forward in my life. And she's like, is there anything that you've ever wanted to accomplish? And I said, yes. I said, I've wanted to uh, complete my college degree. And so we began to work towards that. And I began to find a new purpose slowly. Um, but first I knew in order to accomplish that, for me, I wanted to complete my college degree which was ended up being perfect, long story short. I completed my, ma- my bachelor's degree, went on to my master's degree, and then uh, worked as a health educator, and look where I'm at today. It's all because of my experiences, and it's all because I did have someone to say, look, your past is your past. Um, not to say that it isn't a struggle or it, you know, it's just gonna melt away, um, but there is a time to start moving forward and to start focusing on what it is that to accept where you're at right now. Yeah. You're never going to provide personal security. You're never going to be in the military again. You're never going to have those men that you, those friends that you know, that are just going to, they'll take a bullet for you, you know, jump on a grenade that's done. Right. And it, and it's hard and difficult. That may sound, you know, it's time to let that go. And this, these aren't the exact words she used to me, but it's like, you know, those are a little more straightforward than you would probably tell somebody in in counseling, but no, she was in in a sense, you know, she knew what she was doing and she knew she could, she can talk to me in a certain way. And it was just like, Anthony, it's time to move on. I think she even used a cuss word to be honest. (laughs) <laughs> and honestly, I think she said, Anthony, it's time to move the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sometimes you just got to break it down you know, with raw power. Yeah. And that's true. And I, and I appreciated her for that. And there is sometimes I think I, I should say that in my coaching practice, but I yet haven't, I don't think I've said that before. <laughs> I no, may have to use that one with some of my clients, actually. <laughs> no, but no, it was, it was great. And, it, it, and that was exactly what I needed. And, and I'll tell you. I did two years of online classes because I didn't want to go and be around a lot of people. And it was perfect because it, after two years, I then transferred uh, to Oregon State University where it was the perfect environment. It was that next step for me that provided that perfect environment for me to flourish. And I did end up flourishing academically. Even though I was still seeing a counselor, still working through some things, I knew what I wanted to do I knew that I wanted to graduate from college. It was a new focus for me. 
And, uh, it, and that's why I emphasize heavily and, and come to realize, because I was somebody who barely graduated high school. I was somebody who barely, if 32 on the ASVAB, which is, a, which is um, the entrance to get into the military, if 32 was the minimum to get in, I, I got 33, you know? <laughs> got and it. Then, so, so, when, so my new focus was my education. I ended up graduating with honors for my bachelor's degree. Uh, obviously got accepted into a master's degree program and completed that. So I was focused and I had the perfect environment. And that's why I heavily emphasize environment is everything. Environment is everything. And if you are surrounded around, uh, around people who are not supportive of what you want to accomplish in your life and something that's deep in your heart, it's, it's going to be difficult. And for me, uh, that's part of, that's what actually the O stands for in strong men coaching. The O stands for optimize your environment. Uh, you ha you've got to optimize your environment. And if you are in a, a stressful, uh, if your relationship's not working, I mean, you got to take care of yourself. You've got to excuse yourself away from environments that just aren't supportive of who you are and who you want to be. Yeah, because and, because that can just zap your energy. It's just complete. It's like a complete energy vampire situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the many things that came up during during your share there was um, was the idea of asking for help, of asking mm -hmm. for support, of just reaching out, pressing F1. I like to use this analogy a lot. Just press F1 on the computer keyboard, ask for help. And the guys that you work with, do you find that that is the biggest step that many of them make? It's almost like it's almost like from uh, from the 12 steps, it's like the first step is always the hardest, just actually reaching out and saying, hey, can you help me out here? Do you find that that, that that's the most difficult step that most most of the uh, of your clients uh, have to make? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, it is. By the time they get to me, their wife said, I want a divorce. Um, they've been... Uh, they're they're uh, they've been in a, in a career that they are sick and tired of. Um, they've been in situations for so long that they um, have been struggling with, and it finally reached out. And oftentimes, uh, you know, I make it very clear the difference between uh, therapy and coaching. And just, you know, for those who are listening, basically in a basic sense, therapy is about focusing on the past and coaching is about accepting where you're at right now in this moment and moving forward. So, um, and unfortunately it is, and, and it's not something where they, uh, it's kind of like they don't come in in a sense to continue if they're doing well you know, to continue to do things to, main, um, to maintain that wellness, right? They just kind of continue to, to go with uh, the flow of things. And, and, and sometimes we're, we're, um, we allow things to get worse over time, right? And not maintain the, the, the stuff that we should be doing, like our health, our mental health, our relationships. You know, so many people who have been in relationships for long, for so long, and this this truly is for everybody. You know, we get complacent in a relationship. You know, when we're first 
falling in love for someone. I mean, we're all over it, right? We're the romantic, we're the most romantic people in the world. We buy flowers, chocolates, we take yeah, it's, it's like Pippi, like Pippi Le Pew all over again. Yeah. yeah. You know, you plan, you plan uh, picnics and you do these surprises and you write notes and you do these things. And it's just like, then they're like, yeah, well, you know, she, you know, she, she wants a divorce. And I was like, okay, well, when was the last time you did some of these things oh wow that's been a while it's just like you've got to do things to maintain a relationship those things don't end you know and the same thing with our life you know you've got to maintain those friendships and it's unfortunate that us as men don't really know how to continue to maintain friendships and uh and 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 of course you know there's life right people start having kids and they get married and, and things just begin to happen but often, but I, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I've had several men that have come to me that are quite jealous of the social life that their wife has, and how they haven't been able to maintain that. And like, and so, and I've had I've had quite a few actually to 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 have shared that with me and to have not maintained friendships throughout their life, you know, or throughout you know their their. Um, their marriage because just because you get married doesn't mean you have to uh disassociate with your friends right you know you right. still are a person and it's just unfortunate that women are a little bit better at maintaining those friendships than men right we get into our careers we get into um other things and it's just uh unfortunate that um you know the studies have shown that social life right or social health is just as important if not more than eating healthy yeah i believe that oh yeah and, i definitely believe that and, and uh it, it is absolutely true and, and just to share you know i have a, I have a bachelor's in health promotion health behavior and i have a master's in public health so we deal with population health not necessarily individual health but population health and i i've known that for for so long but oftentimes we do we don't maintain a good social health. That's why, you know, even in this whole COVID-19, right, right, this whole um, issue that we're, we're facing right now, no matter what, we as humans are going to find a way to connect, right? I'm in, a, I'm in a place right now where, you know, you know, the whole social distancing, right, you know, not getting into big groups. That's so hard for us as humans not to do because we are social creatures, right? But when, but take away this whole issue that we're now told don't, you know, now it's almost seems like everyone's attempting to, to, to <laughs> do something that they're not supposed to. I like just want it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, uh, but before when they're into their careers and they're into other things that they don't maintain those. And so, and so now if they haven't been maintaining those and they are now stuck at home or, you know, now it could be even worse because, they're struggling mentally. They're struggling, you know, physically and having to isolate themselves. Um, you know, now they're, they're perhaps maybe spending more time with their spouse and that's causing some anxiety because it's just like, uh, you know, yeah, right. <laughs> and, and with their kids and trying to figure, you know, going to school and all this stuff. And so it's very stressful. Uh, some people have lost their jobs. Some people are now perhaps trying to, um, are going through that repurposing um or finding that purpose again because they've lost their job or um or you know and that job meant something to them and now they have to find something something different 
And so there's so many, so many things that are happening right now um, for so many people, but those who are listening and, you know, you, your life, um, how do I say this? And I know this kind of, this whole, this whole terminology is kind of being used right now, but your, you matter, like your life matters and that it is important to maintain your wellness, your happiness. Oftentimes, Ryan, people will put their happiness into the hands of other people. What, you know, they'll put their hands in what people say, what people do for them, what people, um, these, the, the, and so what happens is it's, if that other person doesn't do the things that, you know, quote unquote, bring them happiness, um, don't say the things that they would like to hear, uh, when they're putting their personal happiness in the hands of somebody else, um, it's a huge burden first off on somebody to own that, to have that, to be like, okay, you are in charge of my happiness. You know, that's that. And, and then that's plus, a hell of a responsibility in and of that's itself. One heck of, that's one heck of a responsibility. And then two, to, um, to be willing to do that, to not only believe that, it's somebody else who makes you happy, but that they're the ones who need to maintain your happiness. And that's where we get it wrong. No one should ever put their happiness in the hands of somebody because they're going to be let down because they're human. No one's ever going to be able to match or be able to do what needs to be done in order to make you happy, nor should someone have that responsibility. Totally. And so many of us put, that responsibility into somebody's hands, you know, and it doesn't, and don't get me wrong. It doesn't mean that people don't bring happiness into our life. It doesn't mean that people don't do things that make us feel good, but it's not what it's not them. You have an internal happiness for what and who you are, right? It's you are happy for what you're doing in your life. And yes, you know, People, as I mentioned, people can, you know, uh, bring happiness into our life, but they're not the source. And you need to be the source of your happiness. Because here's the thing: when you are personally happy with who you are and what you're doing in this life, you're going to be at one heck of a great husband. Mm-hmm. You're going to be one heck of a great father. You're going to be one heck of a great contributor to your business, to your employer, to all these things, because you in yourself are, are energized. Like you yourself can, can contribute your best. And that's what so many men want is they like, man, I want to feel this excitement again. And first off, you choose what you do with your life. You know, don't wait for somebody else to change. You change. Because you need to change, like, right? You got to put the mask on yourself first before you start helping other people, yep. right? And so that's the most important thing is, is that, and then what, what really has been my podcast about, my coaching has been about, is men, because they, they do want to be better fathers. They do want to be better husbands. They want to feel great about themselves, but they're, they're thinking, okay, well, what can I, you know, and yes, it doesn't mean that you don't do things for other people right? You still have 
the responsibility that you chose, right? You chose to be a husband. You chose to have kids, right? That's a decision you made. So now that's the decision. That's the, those are the things that you've got to maintain. You know, those, those uh, are things that you have decided to, to have in your life. Now it's the best way of how to be the best husband, the best father. And the way to do that is to make sure that you yourself are happy and you're doing things for yourself. Now, once again, please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that you need to be selfish. I'm not right. saying you're just like, okay, I'm leaving for a week on a fishing trip. See you later. I'm taking care of myself. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying here. I'm saying work with your spouse, your significant other, and, 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 you know, work together and you plan that fishing trip, you know, and, and it be, you know, where she can have her time too, but it's something that you're doing for yourself. I'll give you a good example. I have a close friend of mine who, um, who thoroughly enjoys training in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Like for him, it's his, it's his excitement. It's his joy. It's what helps him to relieve stress. It's a lot of, it's very important for him. So for him, if he were to get into a relationship and he were, and she were to be like, you know, I'd like it if you would just spend more, more time with me. Okay. He can maybe go four days out of the week instead of six or whatever it may be right. willing to negotiate, but to give it up entirely just because that's what she wants. Like that would be a no go. Like, no, this is something that's important for you. You continue to train, figure a way how to work it out so that you still continue to uh, train, but also if you want to be in this relationship, then yeah, work it out. See what you can do. Maybe don't train six times a week, maybe train five times a week, you know, whatever it may be, but not to give up that thing that really truly brings you joy and happiness for you, not for your wife, not for your kids, not for anybody but yourself. Because when you are happy and excited, you're going to come back after training and you may stop on your way home to buy some flowers. You're going to, you're going to, you may, you know, you may be, um, your son may love cupcakes, right? And you you drive to the grocery store and you buy him a cupcake or whatever, you know, you you go and you get your mom a card or something, you know, whatever it may be. Because why? Because you're excited. You're, you're, you're filled. You're confident. You're feeling good. Yeah. Oh, I get that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I to- I totally get that. You know, one thing that came to mind when you were sharing that is my dad, who passed away uh, some number of years ago, but when, before I came around, he was a touring musician, played with a couple of bands, um, had some chances to really like move up in the rock and roll business. Um, but he got some pressure from my mom when I came around. And he he gave all that up. He gave that he gave up that dream. And it bothered him so much. I know it did. It bothered him so much up until the day he died. I mean, whenever we, I mean, I'm, I'm a massive music fan. I don't play anything, but I'm a huge music fan. And, but whenever we would talk about new music or classic concerts, he would just light up like a Christmas tree. So that's, you know, when you, when you put a dream in mothballs like that, it's going to affect the rest of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's so true. And that's so unfortunate for your father. I mean, it, it truly is. And, and I hope for like, 
we, we do need to find something that brings us joy and happiness outside of our relationship, outside of, of, you know, I remember I was dating this gal and she was actually one of the first um, females to enter into the Iraq war. And she was actually left behind at one time uh, for 12 hours longer than she should have been. Um, and so she had an incredible story, but one of the things that I really, um, she did very well is in her mind, she knew she had two kids. She, she took care of her responsibility, but working out was like her thing. Like she loves to work out. So that was like her thing. And I, and it was so amazing that how she would like, she put those things in perspective. She's like, yes, I'm a mom. And I take care of those responsibilities, but I'm, but I'm also a woman and I, and I also have needs and I'm, and this is something that's for me. I take care of my kids, take them out to the movies. I'll spend time with them, but yes, I'm also a person. And that's what happens so many times. And this is with men too. It's just like, we take on um, this role and we forget to take care of ourselves. You know, and we forget to realize we're still a person outside of being a husband, outside of being a, a father. You're still a person that has um, dreams, right? Like your father of, of being a musician, perhaps, you know, and, and there's other dreams of people who, uh, that people have, you know, maybe it's traveling, whatever it may be. But if you're going to choose to put yourself in these situations, whether it's being in a marriage, having kids realize that you're then entering into a situation where you're going to have to negotiate. Don't give up your dreams and goals, right? Still pursue them. Maybe not be, it may not be to the max or whatever, but if you choose to be in these certain and hold these certain titles, you got to, this is where I would say you got to be a man and yes, own to those titles that you have chosen to be right. A husband, a father, these sorts of things then realize, hey, but just don't give up on those dreams. Don't give up on those goals. Still maintain them. You know, unfortunately, like for your father, you know, to, to play, you know, once a weekend or once a month with a group of guys, you know, or just whatever that might have been, yeah. you know. And then, and then, and then when, if you are with a significant other and she realizes how much that means to you, then she should be supportive. Just like the friend of mine that I told you that loves jujitsu, you know, training Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, whoever he's with should be like, hey, go, because I know how good you feel and how good when you come back, right. you know, in the time we have together. So you should, and, and, this, and the thing is too, is the same for the other person. Encourage your significant other to have something that she enjoys, whether that's yoga, whether that's playing tennis or whatever that might mean for her. Because I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, Ryan, when she is doing that stuff and you're completely okay and you're working through that and she has that time as well, man, I'm telling you, talk about being passionate and talk no about doubt. being no doubt. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. You know, one of the things that came to mind as you were saying that was, um, was there's a, there's a fine line between, let, let's say you like golf, for example, mm -hmm. let's say you like golf. Um, Okay, well, I want to go out and you can hear my co-host panning in the background there. Um, but um, say you want to go out and play around with your friends. You don't just 
spring it on your wife one day and, and say, hey, I'm not going to be home for dinner. I'm going to go play play around the golf with the boys. You tell her, hey, on Thursday, I'm not going to be here. We've got a tea time. I haven't seen my friends in ages. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Yeah. But it's all about communication. It's all about being on the same page. And this whole idea of a 50-50 relationship is one thing I've never agreed with. If you're not bringing 100% of yourself and 100% of the other person, it's going to end up being 80-20 before you know it. Absolutely. And, th and that's not going to work. It may work at the beginning when all the, you know, love chemicals are dropping and, you know, and, and you're still you're in that, in, that, infancy, uh, that infancy of that relationship. But over time, it ain't, it, it isn't going to work. It yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just gonna, it's just gonna fizzle. It's someone cannot gonna... continue. Someone cannot continue to give that 80% when you're only giving 20 or the opposite where you're giving 20 and some, or you're giving 80 and somebody's doing 20. It's just not going to work. You know, yeah. it's just not going to work. But the important thing is, and that I would love to, to leave with the men that are listening, the people that are listening is that you've got to take ownership of your own happiness. You've got to take the ownership of your own happiness. And as I mentioned before, it doesn't mean that people don't bring happiness into your life. We need people in our life. We need friendships. We need a good social uh, network of friends. Uh, we need those no matter what um, uh, throughout our entire life, you know? And, and so what I would say is find something that does bring joy and happiness into your life. Um, hopefully it's a good activity, right? There are, sure, sure. there are things that yes, <laughs> can bring joy and happiness in your life. And I get that. Believe me. I, it kind of sounds like a client call I had just earlier today, actually. <laughs> picture the things that people are thinking about, but yeah. I'm, ta I'm talking about healthy things. Okay. Yeah. I'm talking about things that are not going to eventually hurt you or anyone else. Okay. So find those things that do bring joy and happiness to your life you know, if you have dreams, um, don't let those dreams die out. Work with who, if you're in a relationship, work with your partner, express how important that is for you and, and ask for, ask for their, for their support and continue to move forward to in those goals. And no matter what that situation may be, and maybe perhaps your situation where you can only do it a little bit at a time, uh, throughout the, you know, the year for whatever your situation may be. Um, but find those things that do bring you uh, fulfillment and, and, and joy and happiness in your life. Because I, I guarantee that if you're struggling as a husband, you're struggling as a father, um, it, will, it, it can improve when you take some time to, to put the mask on yourself and to, to understand the things that you need and want in your life. And, um, and it can, and don't get me wrong, it's not easy. I'm not going to, you know, be speaking to you right here and being like, okay, yeah. And then you say, it's like, it's so easy. No, I know it's not easy because you don't have a magic wand in other words, <laughs> or a magic pill or a magic pill. So no magic wand, no magic pill, but you know, you could be in a stressful relationship right now. You could be, you know, your kid's situation, whatever it may be, you have a little bit of time uh, even to yourself right now, but of course, there's a million situations. You just have to find out, you know, how to work within uh, your situation. Um, you know, perhaps reach out for a coach to help you. Uh, as I mentioned before, the difference between therapy and coaching is that coaching is about moving forward. And 
there's nothing wrong with going and asking um, for support, for um, uh, advice. Coach is more uh, about co-creating. It's not just about giving advice and just saying, hey, go do this. It's oftentimes we know what we should be doing, um, but really with coaching is, is about, yeah, co-creating a plan and, uh, and holding you accountable. Yep, and exactly. yeah. to co-create that life that, uh, um, or co-create a plan in, in, in creating the kind of life that you want to have. And it doesn't matter how old you are. I, I didn't grab, I went back to school after I came back from my deployment, I was 34 years old. Uh, the story that I didn't share that I'll share real quick is that two months before coming back home from my deployment, uh, my then wife sends me a dear John email where she told me she wanted a divorce upon my return home from my deployment while I was in the middle of Baghdad. So um, I definitely know what that's like. And so coming back home to an empty house um, with your life turned upside down after a 13 month deployment and struggling with um, the issues of, of being in a, in a combat zone and then being divorced by email after 12 years of marriage. Um, and then, but it's been 10 years now and I can tell you right now, I have one, I, I have an incredible life, but it's because I created it. Did I need help? Absolutely. And I did get help. But, uh, so I know a thing or two about relationships. I know a thing or two about redesigning, repurposing, you know, redesigning a life, um, that, uh, you can be happy and proud of. And so, um, definitely, uh, take ownership of your life and, and your happiness and um, get the help um, and go from there. Yeah. It's like, it's like you want to write the story of your life, but you give somebody else the pen. Hmm. Yeah. And that's what yeah. we often do. And that's what we often do is we, and, and, and oftentimes we complain about where we're at in our life yet who's in the driver's seat. And oftentimes we're the passenger complaining where the driver's going. And oftentimes we're the person way in the back of the bus trying to tell the driver where to go. And we're frustrated when the driver's not going where we tell him to go. And that's, that's where so many people are at in their life is they're in the back seat trying to tell the driver where to go. And then they're complaining where that's their life. And they're, they want to, you know, complain um, about where they're going. You need to put your taking ownership is about you being in the driver's seat, you being in the driver's seat of your life. And that is what that Ryan right there is what helped me to radically change my life, you know, for so long. And, and of course, to be absolutely honest with you, Ryan, we're not taught this stuff. You know, we're not taught this stuff as young kids. We're not taught this stuff, you know, uh, and it's so unfortunate. Right. Because we're, we're you know, and, and oftentimes, it, you know, this um, this uh, this is something we often have to learn the hard way sometimes. Right. Um, but as I was mentioning earlier, it's like I didn't go. I, I after I come back from my deployment, I turned 34. I went to school for six years and I didn't finish my master's degree. till I was 40 years old. And I remember, like I mentioned, I always wanted to complete my college degree. And I remember this story about. Uh, someone talking to his this mentor of his and, and he was thinking like, you know, what he wanted to do was he had to go back, what he wanted to do specifically required a college degree. And, and he was like in his 40, about to turn 40 as well. And this is just some story that I heard. 
it, it wasn't uh, about me. And, and he's like, he, he didn't like where he was at, but he knew what he wanted to do. He had, it required a four year degree and, and his mentor, this person he was talking to said, why not be 44 and do something you want to be doing than being 44 and wishing you would have started back when you were 40 and you wasted four years, yes. <laughs> four years in, in, in not doing anything, you know? So for me to start like my career, so to speak at 40, you know, uh, I, I've, I've been able to do some radical things in the last four years, uh, especially with my coaching that I've been doing for the last three years. And I've been traveling and living abroad. I mean, I'm currently in Medellin, Colombia, and I'm an American, and I've just been traveling and living abroad, running my business from wherever I choose to do so. So it is possible to redesign your life, and, and it is possible when um, you look outside of yourself, because here's the thing, the only way to change your situation or the things that continue to evolve in your life is to change what changed the decision, changed the beliefs that you have that have created the kind of life that you have in this moment. The life that you're living right now, you don't have to think about your thoughts. You don't have to go, okay, well, is there something, you know, do I have bad beliefs or whatever? You don't have to think about that because everything you have in your life is a result of the thoughts and beliefs that you have about you. So if you want to change your environment, you have to change yourself. You have to change your beliefs. You have to change the way you look at things. You have to change yourself. You have to, and that's the, the, that's the main point is you have to change. If you want something to change in your life, you have to change because everything about you is creating and attracting the kind of life that you currently do not like. Yep. Yep. I, you know, couldn't, uh, couldn't have said it more. Um, man, we can talk about this stuff all day. Talk about your podcast, man. Uh, what can people find on the Strongman Podcast? Yeah, you can find my podcast um, on really any podcast uh, platform that you use. It's the Strong Men Podcast. Uh, the website also is strongmenpodcast.com. You know, I interview men who are, who have great stories that have developed. Um, it's really about helping men to, um, to reach new levels of their potential, to, to hear stories uh, about how they can, um, you know, find that purpose, that mission in their life, help them to become um, men that want to live life to their fullest. And that's the kind of information that you will find uh, in the Strong Men podcast. It's all about really getting powerful information, powerful um, messages to men to help them in realizing that they are that they are important, that we want more of the positive things about men to get out there rather than oftentimes the negative aspects of what some, you know, men are doing um, that get the most attention, right? But there are great men. There are more, I believe there are more great men that are doing great things than there are doing some of the bad things. But it's just, uh, it's just something that I've, and in fact, I started my podcast while I was traveling. Um, I, I was a recovering perfectionist. And I, I remember I was in a, a rented bedroom in Bogota, Colombia, and with dogs in the barking in the background and traffic noise. And I'm like, I don't care. 
<laughs> I'm going to start this thing. And I did. And it's just been, um, uh, it's just been great, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, of course I was blessed to blessed to appear on your, uh, on your fine podcast er, uh, earlier this year. And like I said, at the outset of this conversation, it was a big inspiration for me starting the solar powered podcast. So I appreciate that, my friend. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. And that's great. Cause I, I know that that's the power of it. Right. You know, like I, I changed and look, I was able to change my life. I got connected with you, you then, there was something about it that, that brought an idea to you. And then now you're going out and going to make an impact in this world and impacting people's lives. And that's really what it's all about. And it's men helping other men and really getting more information out to men that, um, that there are good men doing great things. And, and that's just where it's at. So thank you for getting more positive messages messages out to men. It's, it's incredible. My pleasure. My pleasure. It's Stephen Covey circles of influence all over again. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Anthony, I could, like I said, I could talk about this stuff forever. How can people find you online, my friend? Yeah, they can find me at strongmencoaching.com. So that's strong, S-T-R-O-N-G, M-E-N, coaching, C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G.com. All right, beautiful. And we'll, of course, include links to everything in the show notes below. Thank you so much for taking the time, my friend. I really appreciate it. Anthony Treas, it's been a privilege. Thank you. All right, my friend. And that'll do it for the Solar Powered Podcast, a presentation of Royal Hearts Coaching. For more information, you can go to royalheartscoaching.com or you can follow me on social media at Ryan Hall Wrights on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or you can shoot me a good old-fashioned email at ryan at royalheartscoaching.com. But until we meet again, this is Ryan Hall saying thank you so much for listening. I love you all and go get solar powered right after you wash your hands and put on a mask.